Yo, yo, this Aguilar Don Bishop, and I'm back outside. And check out my new heat playing now on Dirty Basement Radio with DJ Sincere. Tap in, you are ready. Check them 
check us out on Rhythm Rave starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. In the meantime, we got a fantastic show live lined up today, live. All right. Live radio. You know how we get it in. All right. We have a, a couple of fantastic guests. Had a last minute addition. All right. Big shout out to the to the super super sexy. All right, real and explicit, real hot artist, young lady going to be in the building a little bit later on in the show. I'm going to chop it up with her. We got some of her music on deck. All right. Uh, 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 put that together in a hot minute. Put that together in a hot minute. So I'm looking forward to a real hot interview with that uh, young lady. And then a little bit later on in the show, uh, we have uh, Ohio uh, City Councilman Royal Mayo will be in the building. I'll be talking politics with that gentleman, uh, some Ohio politics, some national politics, some things that's going on. You know, I always got something on my mind. I try not to rant too much. I try not to rant too much, but uh, you know how we do. All right. But we got that fantastic music for y'all, all the independent artists. Big shout out to all my folks that's always holding me down. Big shout out to everybody supporting me on IG and on Twitter. Telephone lines are open, 563-999-3050. Once again, that's 563 563- Nine 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 three zero five zero. If you're too shy for the telephone, you can always hit me up on my social media. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dirty Basement. That's D R T Y B S M N T. All right, that's on Twitter, and then on IG, you can hit me up on Original Underscore Dirty Basement. Spelled the same way: D R T Y B S M N T. All right, no vowels, no vowels. All right. And uh, you'll connect with me, and we'll get your music playing, and we'll, you know, we'll do the damn thing. That's how we get it in. I got all that hot music getting ready to come up right now. I got some stuff I want to blaze. You know how we do. All right, let me see what I want to get into first. All right, just getting settled in, just getting settled in. Just uh, bear with me for just a hot minute, getting my switchboard together. All right, yeah, okay, there we go, there we go. Big shout out to all the X-Squad DJs. Right, big shout out to this, this young lady. She's super hot. This is Bella Flame. It's your girl, Bella Flame, from the east side of Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm tuned in, and you should be tuned in, with that boy, DJ Sincere, on the Dirty Basement Radio. Chill. For you disrespect me. Please don't disrespect me. Fuck you, please don't test me. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, little bitch. Little bitch. Gone, little bitch, go pop your shit. They mad cause you on your shit. Got your own bag, everything legit. Let them keep talking that make you lit, little bitch. Little bitch. Little mama, she bad, she been a pro. Second her paper, she say I'm go. Never worry about a hoe, hoe. Talk a bitch shit, she'll meet you at dope. Keep her business to herself. Stand on the ground, she don't need no help. By herself, no judge, no jury. She said she her bitch, they blue. Little what's about it, not what she bout In her DM, she not checking, laughing at you If you flexing, if you want her, come correct She not with the disrespect Natural beauty, natural booty This her life and how she do Hit the gym, if she want Don't matter, they still want it Smelling sweet, and she soft Hella good, lips ain't glossy Rock nigga shit not on her mind Just make sure your shit in line Bust it open if you want it Everybody ain't deserving Make your money, don't let it make you do what you want to do. Competition, you don't see no grandpa so you see Pythons keep Beretta in her bag. Gun permit on that, don't act. But she ain't looking for no trouble, cool and sexy and real humble. <laughs> 
you on your shit. Got your own bag, everything legit. Let them keep talking and make you lit. Got on the big old pop your shit. They mad cause you on your shit. Got your own bag, everything legit. Let them keep talking and make you lit, little bitch. What's poppin'? This is your girl, Surreal Miss Sex Appeal, chillin' with DJ Sincere in the original Dirty Basement Studio in New York City. This mixtape is an instant classic. DC life or no life, man. Nothing but more fire for y'all. This is M.A. Better keep that. Just Mike, just B, walkin' through the storm. Yours truly, DJ Sincere. You heard me on that doing a little, do a little hosting work, you know what I mean? 
Uh, big shout out to Jay Barmer. That DC Life and No Life mixtape is going to be crazy when it drops. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, big shout out to my dude, Shawnee Shine. Uh, he got some projects, too. That Bronx Life and No Life mixtape, also hosted by yours truly, is crazy. Uh, make sure y'all check that out also. Uh, big shout out to my guest. My first guest is going to be in the building in just a bit. Big shout out to Real and Explicit. Uh, looking forward to being uh, in, the, in the building with her. I don't want her being in the building with us, as it were. All right, big shout out to my dude, Mr. Roy. He just hit me up behind the scenes. All right, he's uh, running around, got a full plate today, got a lot going on right now today. So uh, he might be popping in and out. Hopefully we'll be able to catch up with Mr. Roy for a couple of minutes during the course of uh, the show. All right, let's jump back into some more music while we do wait on our guest, Dirty Basement Radio, the independent artist, best friend. Hey, Queens, get the money. Long time, no cash. It's your boy, D. Labrie. East Oakland's greatest. Mr. Network album is coming soon. We're we getting it ready, and we got the single up, 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 up. Pushing it around the world. Video filmed in Tokyo. I'm in Asia now. I'm in Korea. I'm moving around. And I got to shout out my man, DJ Sincere, Dirty Basement Radio. Queens, you know, out in the Bay, I grew up bumping that LL, that Mob Deep. You know what I'm saying? That tribe called Quest. You know what I'm saying? We rocked that 50 and that G unit. You know what I'm saying? The Nicki Minaj's. Even the, the Waka Flockers, the Run DMC's. You feel me? Murder Inc. And Ja Rule and them. We bumping all that. My man, Prince Poe. Organized Confusion. Pharaoh Monch. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. Queens to East Oakland. Big ups. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put them up, y'all. Ooh, ooh. Put them up. Dealer Bree. Shout out to Sean Black. Ooh. I get my win from the end of the beginning. Ten of my immediate friends is all in, man. We live it up like Ja Rule to Azul. He matched tequila. Dreaming of my girl Tia. This the game of twins up in my double N. Where you at? I'm in the bay, bitch. L-M-F-A-O, in the west they go, they blow by fast, through the night they flow, way oh, way oh, let me get my mind right, ritual, habitual, lyrical limelight, off tippers, top off slippers, small hipsters, flip me on like slippers, best popper, less soccer, so trendy, she wanna have fun like Cindy Lopper, and that's proper English, distinguish me from sponge robbers, lunge and get clobber, you gotta, put your hands up, yeah, put your hands up, Put your hands up, put your, put your, put your hands up Pump it up, raise the roof, play the flute G-Tang like Dre and Snoop One, two, three, into the floor, we will be in no hurry Groundhog Day, Bill Murray How your girl feeling on me, it feel dirty She all in my pearly white, cause you real nerdy Call her Miss Purdy, hand on my cock like Herbie Inhaling a lot, but not Kirby This ain't dreamland, see me on C-SPAN You a fake, wanna be African like I can, man On our mean fam, all the way to Greenland Got the trunk on blast. 
I feel the support When I see you at the store, we do more than share a port And fuck a rap beef back and forth and then retort Hit me on the hip, cause that's what friends for Like Dion Warwick, we all from the dirt When I'm out touring, these bras go berserk Like, I'm moving black like it's Tetris, 100,000 by breakfast, yeah. praying the Lord protect us, God bless us, we make a profit, the coppers, they want to stop it, the DA, he trying to knock it, he passing it just to dock it, surveillance, they show me copy, then pulling off in the rocket, smiling, think they got it to sell, they will not just lock it, the case, they should have just dropped it, the jewelry all in my pocket, baby, Bogart like Humphrey uh, In New York I'm a monster In Malibu I be comfy yeah. I be finding it funny The way I'm doing these dummies Cause I was moving like Bumpy When y'all was doing the Humpty yeah. SUV for the speed bumps Champagne for the days That I dinner was free lunch When I wore an outfit Took it back, got a refund Now what's happening? Yeah, bitch, rerun It's me, yeah, don't let these niggas get the best of you. I need every penny, so I'm bagging up the residue. Tell them no, then they gonna get quiet and think less of you. But I was rolling loud way before there was a festival. Don't overreact, that's them broke niggas testing you. They don't even ask how many with us, they just let us through. Live or die, sooner or later, what you expect to do. Still alive, but you brain dead, you a vegetable. For now, all I have is my word and my testicles. Cartier bracelets, the watch and the spectacles. Money does a lot, but nowhere near what respect could do. Playing man, just know who you guarding and who checking you. Move around with a couple nines and a tech or two. Long kiss goodnight, just imagine what a pet could do. Yeah, and now word from our sponsors. Mace, Killer, and Kiss, the three-headed monster. No, you know you Ted talking with a guru. Yeah. I stay sticking dogs like I'm voodoo. Fresh off a jet, Honolulu with your boo boo. Talk spicy, let them soup you. I knock a half of your noodle, nigga. Yeah. Coachella closer with the yellow rover. If we ain't beefing over bras, what the hell is over? I roll this nice thing with the coolest ice seen. Yeah. Shit like COVID, nigga. Hold this 19. Yeah. Fire to lift him up if he do not give it up. Young bull with the nick like Tom Tibida. Shot Hit the windshield, shit, rip through the tibia This type of nigga make the day room Lydia Cops watch like a cocaine conspirator yeah. Name one Whittier, more Fox than Vivica yeah. Shot hot chlamydia, get top, no trivia Get slop, no Nivea Wrong move on Mason, your shit bag be shittier I bank large, yeah. take charge like I was the next kingpin distributor, yeah. You riding dick, scream, giddy up, ducking all the DEA, ATF particulars. I'm like a nigga faded waves, wearing Cardi's in jail, like I graduated from jailhouse curriculum. Even niggas sporting new now, never get slick with them. Murder and killer, we did it bigger than rich in them, nigga, yeah. 
Yeah, Dirty Basement Radio, DJ Sincere on the MIC. Man, a couple of big records back-to-back right there. A couple of big records back-to-back. Uh, big shout out to my dude, D. Labrie. He was also in that set. I right, just finished listening to Buster Rhymes, Big Daddy Kane, and Conway the Machine. Right, before that, you heard Cameron, uh, Cameron Mace, and Jada Kiss right, on the joint. Yeah, it's crazy right now. New York City is going heavy right now. Right, we need this. We need the boss for this back in the booth. I right, doing joints, doing collabos, and putting out heat. I right, straight like that. Five six three nine 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 three zero five zero. Telephone lines are open. Expecting my first guest to be in the building in just a little bit. All right, the super sexy, real and explicit is scheduled to be here in just a bit. I connected with this young lady not too long ago, and um, you know, checking out some of her music, some of her vibe. All right, she got something going on. She got something going on. So we're gonna uh, get a little bit more acquainted in just a couple of minutes. So uh, you know, if you want to tap in with her, then make sure that you tap in with us. Five six three nine 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 three zero five zero. I was gonna be uh, uh, getting with her in just a couple of minutes. I got one more joint I think I want to play, and then I uh, will get to that. So uh, let me get to this in just a minute. We're gonna pull up this Billy uh, this Billy Dan's joint. I just wanna vibe with this for a minute, and then we're gonna get to work with this first interview. I right, Dirty Basement Radio, an independent artist best friend. This is how we get it in every single Saturday from five to. 7 p.m. or thereabouts. I sometimes we run a little bit of overtime. You know, we have uh, uh, some situations going on. So let's get into this next joint and come right back. Dirty Basement Radio. Let's go. Listen up, like I, cause y'all can't, like I, it's a whole different vibe, you niggas collide with the music, I blend in with the music, I don't think you get it, I'm fluid, I glide with the music, shit, I'm fly with the music, you understand what I provide through the music, yeah, your best vibe for the music, my version of me is different from what y'all see, the voice through the speaker, the image on TV, I'm top there, your thoughts just matter, but your thoughts don't matter, my vision is clear, yeah, I give up octane, I'm like fuel as you move through the lane, downshift the momentum never change, and everything I do is monumental in the game, it's factual, nigga, you pray for the fame, I'm natural, you did something strange for the change, fire for long range, my accuracy is insane, flagship with the game, Respectable, vented, limited, nigga, collectible. My aura's unfamiliar when I'm stepping through. Alone, but I feel like a wrecking crew. You know how I do. Boom, boom. Eyes on the prize. Listen, I do it like I do it. Cause y'all can't do it like I do it. It's a whole different vibe. You niggas collide with the music. I blend in with the music. I don't think you get it. I'm fluid, I glide with the music. I'm fly with the music You understand what I provide through the music Yeah, your best vibe for the music My handle is upscale, praise for the frequency When you discuss fine wine, mention me Fabric imported from Switzerland and Italy The perfect blend between now and then chemistry I'll make your favorite artist nauseous and bow willingly Or contemplate suicide if he ain't feeling me You kidding me? Hacks the greatest, who's the greatest? No influence from the latest. I'm in a different zip code. We ain't neighbors. I bust rhymes. Flip mode. They can't take us. I'm generation flat. They can't break us. I ain't about to crumble folks shit. I ain't got to be humble folks shit. They can't shake us. You lames know my position in the game. I'm legit. Oh, I'm as dope as it gets. And I'll focus on what niggas represent. Follow the script. Don't get hit. Eyes on the prize. 
Listen up, like a, cause y'all can't, like a, it's a whole different vibe. You niggas collide with the music. I blend in with the music. I don't think you get it. I'm fluid, I glide with the music. Shit, I'm fly with the music. You understand what I provide through the music? Yeah, your best vibe for the music. Yeah, that's a fact. Can nobody do it like I do it? Make no mistake and accept no imitations. All right, competition is none. Bitch, it out to the great Billy Dance. You can catch him in the archives of Dirty Basement Radio. Had a real good conversation with that young man. All right. But uh, let's get to this young lady right now. All right, I got this super hot young lady in the building right now. I'm looking forward to talking to. Let me get her connected. I see my dude KV also in the building. Uh, we're going to get him connected in just a minute. Real and explicit. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? Yo, what's up, y'all? I'm good. All right, fantastic. Well, welcome to the Dirty Basement. I'm right, glad to have you with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know, the music is, you know, the music is hot. I was checking out a little bit, you know what I'm saying, before I went on the air. All right, but, uh, you know, let's get into a little conversation about you and, you know, your artistry and your background and such. So uh, how did you, uh, you know, how did you get started in the business? What was your introduction? Ooh, introduction to the business was when I made that official decision 2017 to take on, you know, the career, actually doing it full time. Um, Music has always been in my veins since I was three years old, but Never thought about doing it as a career. I just knew I loved it. But when I recorded my first song, wrote my first song, and when I did my very first song that I put out and distributed, I was like, you know, I think I can do this. So 2017 was really when I really decided, like, we're going to do this, and we're going to take it full-fledged. Um, okay. And ever since then, for five years, I've been rocking out. So, yeah. Okay, so, you know, so prior to prior to that decision, it was just something that you did as a something that you did as a hobby, something that that you enjoyed doing, that you were good at, but you just enjoyed doing and didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, you know, when you got in the studio, when you did that, and you did that first single, you know, was there, you know, was there other music, or was it just that first song? And you said we're going to take this and we're going to put this out. That was my first song that I was going to put out. Before that, I wrote a, um, my very, very first song was in fifth grade. I wrote a gospel song um, and performed it at my school's recital and everybody loved it. And I think from people reaction to that, like, yeah, I know it was a spiritual reaction too, but just being on stage and, you know, that was my first time having an original piece that I presented to anybody ever that reaction, that response, and then that feeling that I gave the people that was there, I was like, okay. But it wasn't until I recorded my very, very first single. Um, it was called Flexing, and I actually did a remake to it, too. Um, that song, when I listened back to it, it was my first time hearing myself like rap because singing was my first thing I did. And rap came about like mm, high school going into college um, from poetry because I figured if I can write poems, I can rap. Um, it's the same thing. It's just over a beat and you just got to have a flow with it and a different type of structure to make a song. And when I heard my first song back in the studio, I was like, oh, snap. 
Okay, okay, I, I guess know, okay, yeah, okay, I, I'm on to something, huh? Yeah, it just inspired me and I was like, Okay and then I just kept being in the studio, different studios at that. Um I'm from Maryland originally, so being in different studios in Maryland, um, and then growing from there and then different engineers, I was able to continue to develop my sound from there and my flow and my puns and my rhyme scheme and all that stuff and even my pen because I write everything I do so it also helped with my writing as well I'm not going to say I'm just I'm out there out there a whole goat but I know from the time I started from 2017 up until now now living in um, Georgia and working with the engineer I worked with here my sound has grown it has matured it has changed um and, and, yeah, so that's just been the inspiration, just always knowing that I loved music. But when I when I did Flex and, and I performed it in the D.C. area, I was like, oh, yeah, we got some. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, who were some of the artists that you looked at and uh, inspired you? Um, Rihanna was my biggest inspiration and my biggest influence for a while. Um, Missy Elliott, too, just her her cutting edge being different and bold as women, both of them actually. Um, but when Cardi B came on the scene, I said, Oh, that's my girl. <laughs> her confidence. Like she just exudes confidence, um, and authenticity. So and then Rico Nasty, Rico Nasty, that edgy style, she's herself. She doesn't care what weird look she gets. They all all four of those women have like some type of quality that I either possess or and maturing to possess as a woman. So those are my, my four inspirations. Okay. Okay. And as far as as far as your own look and your own sound, how did you how did you develop that? What made you decide to go in the direction that you did? Um, I think it was just timing, just overall timing of finding myself, reinventing myself, um, figuring out my, my brand, my look for my brand, look for myself, um, also being uh, you know, a short-haired woman, because there's not a lot of us out there, especially not a lot in the music industry. Um, Doja just kind of cut her hair and stuff like that. So I just knew that I I was going to find a way to make my brand stand out. Like I'm such a chameleon. Like my brand is the bald head scallywag, but not in a derogative way, just as a misfit as myself. Like I'm a scallywag because I'm myself. Um. So because I'm myself, my look tends to change because I just can't stay in one look. Like, it's either going to be swag and edgy or edgy, edgy, or it's going to be cute and edgy or bougie and edgy. It's just always going to have some type of edge to it um, because I'm just trying to put the message of encouraging others to be yourself. Like, we have a lot of women out there. They're beautiful, don't get me wrong, but who are in that bougie Barbie light. And that's why I like Rico Nasty and, like, Glorilla and Coyla Ray because they are just themselves and they're just as dope. They don't have to do the whole bougie look and stuff like that or the BBL look. So I'm trying to follow that way, but, you know, in my own way. So it just it just grew over time. Okay. And I All right. it. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, but would you say that somebody that, you know, makes the decision to go in the opposite direction to – you know, to use, you know, the phrase you use to be bougie or to get a BBL, you wouldn't say that they're not being themselves, they're being, or they're being who they want to be? Um, they are being themselves in the, the day, um, but 
it still takes a certain level of esteem or confidence within yourself as a woman to not have to go under the knife, especially when you have stories like Kay Michelle and um, other stories of young women who are getting, you know, sick or lupus from it or actually die from it over time or just really uh, damages your body inside and out. And, you know, they're being themselves, of course, because they're still themselves. They're still different. They still do music or fashion or entertainment in their own way. But at the same time, whether you go to the same doctor or not, your body is a carbon copy of what a few other women in the industry look like. Even if you are doing your own thing, being yourself, and your music sounds different than the next person, in a way, you're like a carbon factory copy. And how can you be yourself if you're not comfortable yourself? Now, I get it, you know, women who've gone to situations where they had to get, you know, surgeries and stuff like that, whether it's childbirth or accidents, or, you know, if you're in the stripping world, it happens, you know what I'm saying? So there's no judgment. But if you are going to be yourself, that kind of comes from your self-confidence um, and loving yourself. It's not easy, especially because the double standard women have and then the, how the indicated industry views us to how we supposedly are supposed to look carbon copied and cookie cutter and Barbie-like. Um, it kind of deters women from having that confidence because of how social media is. So it's not really anybody's fault but social media pushing that um, agenda. But um, it, like I said, it just all comes from knowing your self-confidence, not letting the pressures of society tell you how you or your body is supposed to look like this or, nah, nah, you just look like however God made you, and it's okay. But if you feel like you want to enhance or perfect your body, hey, all okay. power to you. Well, I just know I'm scared. <laughs> well, now, you went to the, you know, you went to the surgery side of things, but you did mention two things. You know, you mentioned the BBL, and then you also mentioned bougie. Now, one's a surgery and one's an attitude. So what about the other mm. side? What about people who have, you know, they just have, because everybody has a personality. You know what I'm saying? And people mm-hmm. tell me all the time, people tell me all the time that I'm arrogant and I don't really argue with them. You know what I'm saying? No, I really don't <laughs> because I can't be <laughs> that way. You know what I'm saying? So if, you know, somebody has whatever attitude that they have, you know, does that, you know, does one, you know, does one, uh, you know, is one better than the other or, you know, is one more desirable? Your personality is a personality, and your attitude is an attitude. And sometimes that's just a product of how you was raised, how you grew up, the environment you grew up in, the home you grew up in, the family you grew up in. Um, if you were bullied in school and stuff like that, so attitude kind of just comes with your personality and however your personality develops as you're, you know, growing up, going to puberty and stuff like that. Um, but it is you can have an attitude, but if it's on the Level of mean and nasty, like mean spirited. That's when it's kind of like mm, now you're not you're not as desirable or attractive because you're just rude. You know what I'm saying? Or very stuck up to the point where no one can get to you and no one can be your friend. But the BBL thing, yeah, that's a physical desire, I guess. But your attitude that just depends on you know your 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 bringing up sometimes. Um, okay. So, yeah, it just depends with that okay. one. <laughs> All right. Well, Dirty Basement Radio having a real good conversation with our guest, Real and Explicit. She's in the building right now. Right, we're going to get ready to okay. get into one of her songs and come back and uh, get back into a little bit more conversation. I see my man KV in the building. Uh, JP3 is also in the building. 
Bitching out to my dude, Mr. Raw. He's running around right now, taking care of some things. Maybe we'll catch up to him in just a bit. Let me see if I can pull up this first song so we can get into this. Uh, let you introduce uh, this, this first offering that we have here. Let me see if my switchboard is going to cooperate with me, please. Okay, there we go. Right, we got a song here. Uh, I think this is the one I used in the promo. We got a song called The Anthem. I right, want you to tell us about that mm-hmm. song and introduce it, please. Ooh, the anthem. <laughs> I recorded the anthem actually two years ago, right here in Georgia, before I actually officially moved. Didn't like the song at first because of the quality of it. I was like, ugh, I don't like it. And I'm rapping slower than normal. It was just not my norm, but I like to challenge myself. But the anthem is just that confidence song that you just, you know, bop to to yourself. And, you know, I've seen... I've seen strippers out here dance to it, even though it's not even a strip song, but it's that bass line. So it's just that good feeling, like, get up and, you know, pop your shit. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. By your girl. <laughs> All right, well, let's get ready to get into it right now. We got the artist herself. She's in the building. This is Real and Explicit and the Anthem. Hi, Dave. Hey, and now it's time to turn the heat on. The beat trouble when I hop on. Finally see them get your popcorn. It's showtime, turn the lights on. I'm in my prime time while others buying time. I see the birdies they flying by. Now they wanna send me high vibes. My niggas sending them shot vibes. You don't want no smoke on me, so I'm not even gonna pop it. Huh. If you got I'm not quite sure why that stopped, but let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. Hi, Fire I 
my throne, my crown, my team, my position Yeah, I got them all lot, don't fuck with these beyond In the world that don't speak on Only hang with this hexagon Hit the scoreboard and put my shoes on, bitch I am the one who they looking for I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. Yes, I am the one who they looking for. Yes, I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. Check the scoreboard. I put my shoes on. showcase platform and Jim Jones was um, a guest judge and host with them um, I was I was part of it twice I did the first time I played uh, I think champion and didn't get a big response it did but it didn't but when I played the anthem the second time I uh, was in the virtual showcase he actually liked it and even gave the song a shout out and I to this day have that video on my page I'm never taking that down like for Jim Jones, somebody from his era of hip hop to like this, that moment was the moment I had realized, oh, I really do got one with this, and I actually did not like the song at first. So, so yeah. shout out to Rob, shout out to Jim Jones for the for the shout out. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, let me go to the telephone lines real quick. Got my man KV in the building. Then I'm gonna jump to my man JP. KV, what's talking? Let's get with you. KV, where you at? Looks like I might have lost him right quick. Let me see if I can get JP connected. JP, you with me? Right here, right here. All right, you want to talk to our guest? We got Real and Explicit in the building. We just played her single. All right, one of her joints right there, the uh, the anthem. Yeah, that uh, that song goes. That song goes. Uh, and it seemed like the more it goes, the more I was going with it. You know, <laughs> like I don't know, it kind of it kind of puts you in the trance. You know, what I'm saying that that joint, uh, that beat, that track is fat. That track is hot, and uh, your flow is hot. You know, what I'm saying I was like, man, you could you could do a whole reel. That that needs like a um. JP, I like me Sorry, the dog started barking. But I was saying that joint sound like it need a flavor in your ear remix. You know what I'm saying? Like that sound like that sound like the whole city could get on that track. Apologize oh, for my dogs. Excuse me. But uh, okay, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. I love it. I love it. I love it. So JP is oh. definitely feeling the single. Thank you. Right, we definitely. I'm quite sure. I appreciate that feedback. All right, JP. All right, we're gonna connect back with you in a minute. I'll let you take care of what you're taking care of. All right, we're going to see if we can get KV connected. Not quite sure what happened to KV. Where you go, KV? I'm right here, man. What's cracking? I'm just out here west coasting, man. 
All right, that's what it is. Well, you know what I'm saying? You in the building with our guests. Yeah, I'm cooking two at the same time. Yeah, I'm cooking two at the same time, but that's a track, bro. She's talented. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's a track. From the East Coast Uh, to the West, my dude is supporting your joint right there, getting a little bit of feedback. I'm a man, KV, checking in from Oregon. He's on the other side of the country. Yeah, man, oh, I'm out here. Uh, burn that up. Try not to burn that up, man. I turn some shit down. <laughs> All right, man. Well, don't yeah. burn the rice, man. Right. Don't burn the rice. No, I'm not doing that. But that's a cut, though, man. Let um, that young artist know that they need to keep working and keep putting shit out there and keep moving and grooving, man. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Appreciate you, KV. I'll let you get back to chefing right now. I'll let you get back to chefing. Oh man, I'm man. I got I I I just put the top on. I'm I'm trying to find me a top to put on these potatoes. And uh, yeah, I'm out here on the west coast, so it's like a three hour difference. <laughs> I woke up kind of late, man. So we having like a uh, what's about what two something here? I don't know, sir. And uh, I just you know late brunch. You know everybody gone and you know she in there sleep. She gonna wake up and be hungry and. I'm hungry too, so you already know how it's going. I got the dirty basement, man. Yeah, right, that's what it is. <laughs> my man, my man, KB on you the check-in. Watching the game, get ready to blow on something nice. And this artist that you got in here, man, is really nice. Um, um, I'm sorry I didn't get your name, but uh, listening and cooking while I'm listening to your music is like natural. You know, you like play music and and you'd be up. Uh, watching a game or cooking or something like that, man, and you got something on it, you know, you're like, hey, uh, I can get to that. You know, you're like, oh, man, let me tap into this right quick. That's the effect that I got from hearing your song for the first time while I was just doing, you know, manly wow. shit in the house, cooking and game and shit. Just the natural shit. Right, that's so if you can have, wow. you can, can continue to have that type of appeal with your music, it's going to reach a lot of people. Um, it, it will. And just continue to push, ma'am, um, and put out good positive stuff and, and, and keep doing what you're doing. I heard that you do poetry. Um, hey, man, it's all kind of avenues out there. So, you know, that is commendable. Um, that means that you know how to talk, speak. That means that means that, that, that translates to education, <laughs> all kind of shit. So, Plus, I know how hard it is for a female to get in the game right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're not being extra provocative and, you know, wants to show mm-hmm. everything and this, that, and the other, but wants to have a different type of um, uh, feel and realness to her music. And I see a lot of that, you know, and I commend you for that, ma'am. Thank All right, you. KB, definitely appreciate the input. But we got one more song from her we want to get to before we let her go. I got another cut here, all right, uh, called Champion. So why don't you introduce that song for us? First, I want to say I really do appreciate the feedback. Like, that means a whole lot. Because I want to tell you, I did not like this song at first. So, and to hear that from men makes it even more like, oh, yeah, nah, I really got something. Because I really want to make music for everybody. Seriously, like, children. Young, old, men, women, black, white, it don't matter. I want my music to touch everybody. So it means a lot, especially when you all are in different locations. It means a lot. Trent, I've never heard that one. 
But I'm going to keep that in mind because now I'm going to make sure every song here on out got a trace to it. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys a lot for the feedback. Um, Champion. Champion was written in 2019. Funny story. Um, shout out to Limitless Productions. He's a producer all the way in Canada. And we communicated the whole time through email. And I, for some reason, this is when I was working at the airport, I was, I just, I don't know what I heard in my head, but I said, I need some type of Victoria song, just something. So I hit him up, I said, hey, you got, like, something that's, like, the bass is bouncing, but it's got, like, trumpets and triumphant and type of ambiance, like, some type of Victoria song. He sent me the beat back, I said, oh, yeah, and I wrote that song, like I said, 2019, in the break room at my old job working at um, the airport. So um, Champion is just that song that you can work out to, you can run to. It's a song that can really be heard for any sport. It's a very commercialized song. Um, It has a big chant with it. Um, I'm a champion, I'm a champion, because when the person sings the song, it's you telling you um, subconsciously that you are a champion. No matter how hard you've been fighting for your dreams, no matter what ups and downs you've gone through, whatever, how many times you've made mistakes and failed, the fact that you're alive every day and God gave you the life to wake up for a brand new day to try it again, you're already winning. You know, sometimes it's not about materialistic things or what's in your bank account. I'm still learning that lesson myself. Um, but it's about the fact of life. When you have life and you're alive the next day, you've already won. So that's the story behind Champion and the message behind it, too. So hope you guys like it. All right, let's get into it right now. Real and explicit is in the building, and yes, she's a champion. I'm paying Adam right now. I ain't paying nobody. They don't know money. They know I'm winning. Everything in house. Hey, look.
the entourage and all of y'all smoking on stuff to y'all If they thinking I'ma turn my back on y'all Cause I would never even turn my back on y'all I am the capital, they are the lower case My struggle, I tried to embrace But I'm ready for something to break If you play with me, I'ma break your face I, A lot of y'all ain't got nothing on me So you can never even win a race And yes, I am back, and yes, I am better Man, fuck it, man, that I do this shit better I ain't looking for no handout in the crowd since I stand out And you better run run now or it's a man man down Ay, I've been just swagging the crown My niggas they carry that house and I'm hitting the muscle I run on my hustle We put on the muzzle You talking that mumble Not talking about no rap These niggas been on cap Ay, I hop in the hop out And this is the melody no clout I've been moving on the move. <laughs> Ain't no time to get lazy. I'm in the back talking hazy. Dashboard hitting on AD, baby. Ha, this music shit is my baby. Even the vision is shady. And they tryna and tryna and tryna, but they can never replace me. Really it is a vibe. Had to get rid of the spice. The service we filmed them lies. I'm tryna keep that in my eyes. Cause all I want is a prize. <laughs> Overcrowded in my head, so all day is driving me crazy. Like I said, ain't no time to get lazy. I've been climbing to the top, so they know that I got it on lock. My throne, my crown, my team, my position. Yeah, I got it more on lock. Don't fuck with these fiends. And the ones that don't speak on, only hang with the testicles. Take the scoreboard and put my shoes on, bitch. I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. Yes, I am the one who they looking for. Yes, I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. I am the one who they looking for. Check the scoreboard. I put my shoes on. Yeah, what up? This Brooklyn Zone, Uncle Murder. Yeah, this is Sticky from Sticky in the Hoods. What's good? This your girl, Beanie. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, C-Rock the Fury here, man. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, what it do, baby? It's your man, Mike. Hey, yeah, yo. check it out, man. It's your boy, A-Con. You know it's that official conference squad. Yo. This be the almighty fourth disciple in the place to be. What's up, y'all? It's your homegirl, Sunshine Anderson. This is Nate, the international rhyme spitter, representing Wolfdown Recordings, England. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Guru, the icon. I'm chillin' with my partner, super producer Solar, representing Seven Grand Records and all that. Yo, yo, this is MC Light, the one and only reppin' real hip-hop with DJ Sincere in the Dirty Basement studio. <laughs> What would I do without your smart Drawing me in and you kicking me out Got my head spinning, no kidding, I can't pin you down. What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride.
And, you know, you spoke about, you know, the lack of representation in, in the area that you are, in the uh, Steubenville area. And I was kind of I was kind of amazed by what you said. You said there were no black police officers and only one black firefighter. Yes. Is it in that my city bad? Right now. That bad? <laughs> wow. And and let me say it's a small city. Uh, it's not a large city by any means, but uh, of which we have forty, around forty policemen, and around the same amount of firemen, and we just don't have any diversity. And when I got on the council. Uh, one of my plans is is to put a policy in to ensure diversity. So, you know, you need to have people who look like you, who walk like you, who think like you, who act like you, and who talk like you, you know, because just a little break that you see, uh, you know, just a speeding ticket, just, a, you know, the little things that you see before you even get to the big things. And if we get into that, if I unpeel that onion, you won't believe what goes on here. Okay. What is the population of Superville? Superville's about eighteen thousand people. Okay, and how does that how does that break down demographically? We're about seventeen seventeen to twenty percent, depending on which census you go by, and about seventeen to twenty percent uh, black in, in our community. Okay, now as far as the city council itself goes, you know, not too long ago, you know, quite recently we saw, you know, a situation come out of the uh, L.A. City Council. Uh, you know, a uh, recording of a uh, recording was leaked that you know revealed some things. You know, some things that a lot of us have you know known, and if we didn't know it at the at the minimum, we felt it. But now, in terms of you know the way the politics are stacked up, you know, against uh, you know communities by other communities, um, how is that? How is that something that the constituents could deal with? Well. The, the way the constituents should deal with everything is the vote. You know, you 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 pick your representatives. So if you if you want if you feel a certain way, you go to the ballot box and you pick somebody who walks like you, acts like you, talks like you, thinks like you. I tell my constituents all the time. I have regular town meetings. You know, and I'll say, hey, listen, I'll come to the neighborhood, I'll come to the high rise, I'll come to the project. You can ask me questions. We can talk and we can discuss it. You, you're welcome to come to the council meeting, but if you want a one-on-one session with me, call me to the neighborhood and I'll come. But the key thing to that is if I stop serving you and doing what I'm supposed to do for you, vote me out of office. Get me out of there. If I'm not serving the needs of the community, I should go. Simple as that. Well, you know, they do have something called gerrymandering. They do uh, rewrite these districts periodically, and sometimes they're written in a way that does you know, uh, insulate certain kind of candidates, you know, they're within their comfort well, zone. Well, let so me say speak. this. That is true. And we, uh, right now, Ohio, uh, seven times a Republican Supreme Court told our, our, uh, our, our legislators, hey, listen, this won't be accepted. This won't be accepted because it's gerrymandered throughout the state. But my city is so small. The neighborhood, like I represent about 3,000 people. We have six wards. There's three, about 3,000 people per ward. And it truly is my neighborhood, pretty much the neighborhood I grew up in my whole life. And out of our seven council, we have six council and we have one at large to represent the whole people, the whole, the, uh, the whole city. Uh, we have two blacks out of the seven. Uh, we have two women out of the seven. So 
it's pretty much now if they try to redistrict and pit me and my sister against each other, we're both in the poor neighborhoods in the black neighborhoods, but it's it's we have the opportunity really here that you could elect four different wards could have a black representative black representative if you wanted to if the people got out and vote and supported that. It's not broke down to the point you can't get your representative, like the state of Ohio is. Okay. Now, for people who, you know, uh, you know, may have the that same kind of passion that may want to, you know, uh, run for elective office, can you talk a little bit about that process and how, you know, one goes to actually, you know, get on the ballots and, you know, things you have to do and, you know, the expense. I'm quite sure it's an expensive proposition also just to run for, you know, whatever office that you, you know, uh, desire. So, you know, could you talk about that part yeah. of it a little bit? Yeah, see, like, say, I'll give you, in Ohio, you know, every state is different. Every state has its own state law. But say in Ohio, if you want to run for city council, depending on the amount of people, like, for instance, I had to go out and get 52 signatures of people who live in my ward who's a registered voter in order for me to get on the ballot. Now, you can run as a Republican, you can run as a Democrat, you can run as an Independent. But if you want to be on the ballot, you have to get signatures to get on the ballot. Now, a race, you, you'll spend three to $5,000. You can spend less in a, in a ward race like that. But say if you go up to the next level in county commissioner, you may spend fifteen dollars to $20,000. I've seen people spend as much as $50,000. And then if you go up to state rep, you may spend, and in Ohio, a state rep would represent maybe 100,000 people. You would spend maybe... You could spend two, three hundred thousand dollars for that job, and then after state rep and state senator, you will represent about three hundred thousand people in Ohio. Uh, we have thirty-three state senators. We have ninety-nine state reps. You represent maybe three hundred thousand people, and you may spend a half a million dollars to get that job. And then, of course, next is U.S. Congress, and you have congressional races. People spending ten million dollars to win right. congressional seats. So, you know. It's, it's, it's just a process, but to me, the best way to do it is through grassroots. I'm a big fan of AOC. I like the way she does her thing where she won't accept big money, but she lives in a densely populated area that she can get to everybody relatively easily as compared to somebody who has thousands of miles to travel, you know, to ride around their whole district. Okay. All right. Well, we, we recently – uh, just, uh, you know, closed out, you know, the midterm elections. You know, people went to the, you know, the ballot box all across the country and they voted for their candidates of choice. Now, there was a whole lot of rumbling, a whole lot of talking leading up to it, particularly, you know, amongst us, you know, black folks about who's going to go out to vote, who wasn't going to go out to vote, and the reasons and the reasons why. Now, uh, there apparently, apparently wasn't the red wave that people were, were thinking was going to materialize if we were thinking that the Democrats were going to get some kind of a, 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 uh, a spanking at the ballot box. Apparently that didn't happen. But in terms of, you know, some of the, you know, some of the sentiment, uh, sentiments that, you know, led to these type of these type of conversations and, you know, was viewed at, I think, as the lack of, uh, how shall I say, the lack of uh, any kind of uh, a real, you know, tangible results coming from, you know, the Democratic or just from the political process, period. 
uh, that's led to a kind of a, you know, a real, you know, malaise uh, within the black constituency. You know, what, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I, I'll give you an example. I'll use Ohio. And I, I've been looking at Ohio and I've been looking at Georgia because Georgia's still undecided. And Ohio had uh, Tim Ryan running against a guy, J.D. Vance, who's really not from Ohio and has never held political office in his life. Yeah, and that's it, interesting in that, Ohio, he, that he's managed to. Yeah. And, and that's kind of an issue that somebody point. like him or like Hershel could kind of come along and really get the kind yeah. of traction and, and make the kind of inroads that they have. I think that says a lot, too. Yeah, and I think it says a lot about what's missing. I'll give you an example. Say Ohio. We have 8,025,000 registered voters in the state. Less than half of those voters actually voted. Less than half. Wow. So when you get you, – we had slightly over 4 million people to vote. It was like right about 50%, but the number slightly less than half actually voted. So when, And that's not even to count the people who are voting age – who don't, didn't even bother to register. It shows the disconnect. And, and me as a Democrat, what, what, I, what I say, and as I talk at the state level and at the local level, uh, what you have to do, because the black community has been taken for granted for far too long. The poor community has been taken for granted for far too long. You can't keep expecting these people to go vote and then deliver nothing to them. That's right. And I think that's, that's, that's what happens. You... If you're going to say, okay, I'm going to fight for a higher minimum wage, okay, if you say you're going to fight for health care, you're going to fight for better schools, you're going to fight for police reform, see, because the police don't really beat up on people with money. They don't. <laughs> you know, normally if you see the police beating up on somebody, it's somebody definitely poor and most likely black. And even if you got a little money, if you get caught at the wrong time, the police will beat you up too. And I won't use the, the terms I would normally say because I'm on your show, but you can get it, you know, for being black and just like, you know, oh, well, that's what we do. And it's disturbing because as you see it continue to happen, I spoke to a, a friend of mine. He's not even a policeman. He's a, uh, he does personal security, but he got like police level clean. And he had to shoot a guy. You know, the guy just, he was doing security for somebody and a guy just, beat up at a club, come back to the club. He just gets out of his car and starts shooting at a crowd. He shoots wow. the guy like three times. He hits him three times. And he was told by the prosecutor, by the judge, by the police, he's going to prison because he didn't die. But when he gets out, if you ever see him again, just kill him. Just kill him <laughs> wow. because he's coming to hurt you and worry about it after the fact. That's why you keep seeing these cops shooting people. And you're thinking, why does this keep happening? Like, they don't see all the trouble they're getting in? Because they're trained to do that. Shoot first and ask questions later. They're trained to do that. Nobody's that dumb. If there was real consequences for these people, even when you see them blatantly shooting and killing somebody, you know, you see a 10-year sentence, a five-year sentence. You know, like, it's just crazy that there's not more accountability when somebody black and brown people are being killed. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Dirty Basement Radio having a real good conversation with our guest. All right, Ohio City Councilman Royal Mayo is in the building with us. I want to open up the telephone lines real quick. I got my, I got my brother uh, JP3. He's in the building. I want to see if he wants to join this conversation real quick. JP, you want to speak to our guest? How you doing, sir? How are you? 
I'm doing well. Uh, well, I, I have one question. What do you see the future for, like, for just black people in general in this country on whole political level, uh, socioeconomic? What do you see what like, our future as, as a whole? Uh, politically, I think our future is bright. Uh, I think our future is bright because we have the talent, we have the skills, we have the ability. And something, me being a 55-year-old man, that happened in 2008, I thought I would never see in my lifetime. I thought America was so racist. Not that it isn't, but when Barack Obama was elected president, I was shocked. Because I, I thought I would never see that. So I got elected, and now I got people asking me who I knew a few years ago couldn't stand me. Hey, you want to run for a bigger office now? Hey, you think you could do this? Not that I've compromised or capitulated to what they want me to do, but because they can see the honesty, the integrity, and the work and the drive towards what I say I stand for. And so a lot of times that can weed out the negativeness when they see that you're real about what you say you want to do. Okay. Yeah, that's uh... – I hear you. Now, back to now. Now, the, the second part of your question, economically, uh, that's a that's a little. See, here's the thing: to open up economically takes a little bit. It's a different path. Uh, you need cooperation of the banks. You know, me being in the NAACP, where I was at a national board meeting right before the pandemic, and the banks were being sued because what they were doing was they were giving blacks with better credit and higher credit scores and more income a higher interest rate than whites with less income and lower credit scores. Right. You know, and so it was just on racial lines. It was just we can do it. They don't know, so let's do it. They were sued. They paid the people. You know, with those kind of things, that just takes – and when it's harder for you to get a house loan, which is the biggest financial investment most people make, when they give you a bad interest rate on a car loan, which is just robbing you of your money every month, when it's harder for you to get accepted in certain colleges, which will enable you, you go to college, you earn a million dollars more in your lifetime than a person who didn't go. When, you, when you're faced with those kind of things, and then you've got people who put barriers up for you to accomplish those things, it just makes it hard for you to come together financially and economically as a group. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, what was I about to say? No, yeah, thank you. No, that, that's interesting. I didn't know. That, I didn't know that about the banks, but um, I didn't know they got yeah. sued. But I do know that they 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 do scheme against the black community um, in general. Yeah, you would think for that to be happening in the, within the last ten years, you would think that would be a practice of seventy, eighty years ago. You wouldn't think. In the 21st century, banks would still have the nerve to do that. That's that's what I'm saying. This seems, in a lot of ways, it seems like uh, the country got more racist after Obama. Um, in oh, yeah. general, you know. I think Trump was the response to that. Yeah, you're right about that. But I don't think it went nowhere either. It seems like it's just getting worse and worse, and you know what I mean. Not to be yeah. so negative, but just checking out the scene. Okay. Thank you, no, my brother. As long as you tell the truth, as long as you tell the truth, it don't matter. You know, yeah. it, it's you know, it's a lot of things. It's kind of like, you know, in the schools where they talk about critical race theory and they want to take teaching about slavery out of the text. See, 
you when you look at people say why didn't Native Americans co- complain about being the Redskins or you know these derogatory names towards them? Well, at a time when you were being lynched and they were just thinking you're property, you could be. I mean, all the things that was happening right. to you, a name call was something you didn't even worry about. As long as right, you could get out of the basement alive, you weren't complaining. Like, I stand on the shoulders of giants as the NAAC president, walking around, going through neighborhoods, knocking on doors, registering people to vote. Well, Megar Evers was murdered for that. Right. Like, so, so you know, I, I think of a brother named C.T. Vivian, who, who was beaten almost to death for that. So when, when, when you got those kind of things, so when you go back, when you move forward, you say, yeah, I took that before because I had to, but I don't have to take it no more. So now I'm going to tell you how I feel. But before you, you like, listen, you didn't even think about doing certain things. Let's more complain about it. So our ancestors had to go through a lot to get us to where we are today. And now that we're here, we owe them to make sure we get everything we get coming. Like the words of the great Jay-Z, play us like you owe us for all the years that you owe us. You know, you know, right. so, we want all this okay. now. All right. All right. All right, JP, all right. we definitely appreciate your input. Um, now, you touched on a couple of things, uh, sir, uh, you know, while you were, you know, while you were talking, got me thinking. Um, you know, you touched on, you know, the uh, uh, the schools. You know, you touched on, you know, the police and what they're trained to do. Now, I often, you know, uh, tell folks that even if they don't particularly care for, you know, voting in national politics, they should vote on a national, on a on a local level, and in order to get control of their local politics. Now, the schools, the police, yes. you know, those are all you know local issues. Those are all local community issues. But still, we see you know the communities in these various locations can't seem to get control of these institutions. So, you know, uh, any any thoughts on that? Well, I'll give you an example. When the the Ferguson, Missouri, when that happened, and they started looking at it, they said Ferguson seventy one percent black. They only had one black councilman. Didn't make any sense. Like the people are just numb. They're just walk, going through life, not paying attention. They said out of fifty two or fifty three police officers, they had one or two black. That just doesn't. It doesn't add up. The math just doesn't add up. It's like the real things that are going on in your community, you're not paying attention, and people are just taking advantage because you're not watching. So when you look at those, you look at those kind of numbers, like, well, wait a minute. We're the leaders in the community, stepping up for the community. But what I found a lot of times, and I, I, I have no idea because I don't know any of the people in Ferguson, but what will happen is you'll have leaders in our community who really aren't looking to bring along other leaders who look like us in our community because they've already cut their own deal. And if we're all in the room, that deal ain't going to go through now. Because I don't really, like when I came along here, they didn't really need the powers to be anymore because they was going along to get along until I came along. And then they just cut them off because we got to deal with him now. Like if you can't stop him, if you can't control him, why we need to take care of you? We got to give you all now everything you got coming. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, it, it's like 
That's how AOC beat a long-term incumbent, because she came with a plan to serve the people who she represents. I'm not just go to Washington and get perks for friends and family members and do that kind of stuff. No, I'm going to serve this congressional district that I represent. And so that being said, when you bring young people up like that and they step up and step up to the challenge and do the bidding of the people, the people benefit, and you'll get more people like her going to Washington to change things or going to in New York, for instance, all been the same, change things or where I'm at, Columbus, to change things. You know, that's what will happen. Okay. All right, Dirty Basement Radio, live on the air right now, having a real good conversation with our guest, Ohio City Councilman Royal Mayo is in the building with us. Now, you use the phrase um, uh, uh, getting, you know, getting what we're owed. Uh, what's your thoughts on reparations? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, and I'm not against student loan forgiveness, but what about reparations? You know, we we built this nation for free. And after building this nation for free, they still put things, like, for instance, after World War II, they had the GI Bill. They wouldn't let blacks take advantage of the GI Bill. They had different land grants. They wouldn't let blacks get or own property. They would have Europeans coming. Like Italian-Americans really didn't come to America en masse into the early 1900s. We had been here for a couple hundred years working for free. But they're, they got here and were able to get things we couldn't access. And, and so on and so on and so on. So, yes, reparations. I don't know what the formula needs to be because I haven't – That's I, I said above my pay grade. But I think it does need to happen. I don't know how it can happen, but it does need to happen. We are owed the work of our ancestors we should be compensated for because – the wealth gap is based on not money you make today, but money generationally that people in your family have made. Like I, I have a, a, a friend that I went to school with, uh, Gary Sinclair. We graduated together. Longest conversation I ever had in my life. We talked about, and we graduated in 1985. About a year ago, we talked on the phone for eight hours and 37 minutes straight, nonstop, one phone call. He's down in Atlanta now, and we talked, and his family was always perceived to be one of the wealthiest families in town because his great-great-grandfather was an industrialist. He actually did work and was good friends with the Firestone family, who then was married into – Firestone was making the tires. Ford was, Ford was making the cars, and they was doing financing for them back then. The big bank building downtown is the Sinclair building named after him. We, as we talked – now, I didn't – my sister was the first person in my family – through my, through my father's line to graduate from college. His great, 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 great grandfather graduated from college. You know, I, I don't even know how far back you would have to go to find someone in his family who didn't graduate from college. So you get a lot of people that's like 50 now, first generation. And it's like my, my dad's mother, a lot of them down in the south in Georgia, went to school till sixth grade, seventh grade, because now it's time for you to work in the field. So that education was denied us. And if you look back at the schools, schools were state-funded. There was no money going into the schoolhouse for the black kids, and the schools were segregated. So not only is the state funding these schools, but we're not going to give your school any of the money. Therefore, you don't have the books. We're not paying the teachers. You don't have the best teachers. You don't have a schoolhouse, and you can't come to our schoolhouse. 
And that was all the way up until Brown versus Board of Education, 1955. And it still goes on. I don't know if you saw Dion. He was talking about the disparity in treatment at HBCU still going on now as compared to what the state schools get. Yeah, I did see some. Uh, I did see some conversation about that. Yeah, Deion Sanders talked about that, especially since he's a uh, a uh, a coach for one of those schools now. So he's definitely on the inside of that, and gets a uh, yeah. you know inside you know inside perspective. All right, Dirty Basement Radio. I right, we're talking politics today. Talking politics right now with Ohio City Councilman Royal Mayo. Telephone lines are open five six three nine 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 three zero five zero. I see my brother Jazzo in the building. Salute. All right, if you want to join the conversation, Jazz, press that number one button. I'll bring you on the air. Um, another thing that was on my mind, you know, the Supreme Court, you know, they've definitely been on the move over the past couple of months. We've seen the uh, abortion decision come down. There's been a change in uh, gun laws uh, in different uh, localities, such as here in New York City. Uh, they freed up the uh, gun laws, and there has to have been, you know, some adjustments made. Uh, now uh, citizens have more uh, rights to uh you know, carry outside of their home. Now, I know in different locations, maybe such as Ohio, the gun laws are very different than they, you know, are in different locations. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, gun control? There is no gun laws in Ohio, okay? <laughs> in Ohio, we recently changed our law back in June that any person that isn't a felon can carry a gun concealed whenever they want, and they don't have to have any training or anything whatsoever. It's all West. So oh, that's I like that, huh? y'all just y'all just just it's just like a free for all, basically. <laughs> yeah. Anybody like right now, I can get my gun, tuck it in my the small of my back, get my car and go anywhere I want to go. There's no checks and balances. But you know, the narrative that I even talked to my NAACP at the state level and I'm gonna take it to the national level at the next national board meeting, and I say this all the time, they need to stop saying an unarmed black man was killed. Because being armed isn't a reason to be killed because most places you can be armed. The conversation needs to be around a black man not in the commission of a crime, not in the commission of a crime that would warrant deadly force. You know, just being armed, like in Ohio, if you pull up on me and I got a gun, you can't shoot me. I'm allowed to do that. So you can't just say, well, you know, you got a gun. Well, I'm not breaking the law. Now, if I'm in the commission of robbing somebody at gunpoint, Okay, if I get shot, that's fine. That's that's what I was signing up for. But they keep saying an unarmed black man was killed. Well, well, an armed black man shouldn't have been killed either. Not most well, states. Not well, since they changed the law, since there's been an opening up of the law in Ohio, have you seen an increase in, in people getting shot? You know what? I, I haven't. It, it just happened in June. We haven't had a large enough model to actually get any data. On with the you know, you know like it's been five months, so they'll come out with numbers after a first year, year and a half. Then they'll get track the data to see what's actually going on because two or three shootings can give you some numbers that wouldn't be accurate in a small period of time. So once once it's been a year or so, we'll be able to track the numbers. I just think it's ridiculous that you know because you got people. You already got road cops that are doing it, but now you got individuals, and you know they love to act like they the police when they when they got a gun. So, so you got all kind of people that that to me to me because you know what I know. A black man 
shooting a white kid like Tamir Rice did it in, in Cleveland, Ohio. A 12-year-old kid on, on, a, on a playground gets shot 0.2 seconds after the cop gets off the car. You know good and well a black man pulling that kind of stunt is going to jail. We know that. Straight to jail. That's why you very rarely see black cops killing white people. You're not getting that off, and you don't really see white cops doing it. You're not going to get away with that. They're not, they're not looking for a narrative. If you remember the brother that killed the, the uh, Somali policeman that killed the woman in Minnesota, he didn't get back by the union. He was immediately fired. He got 27 years in prison. Right now, all of that in short order. But you see, with us, even when they go to jail, it's a long, drawn-out process. They're going to cross every T and dot every I to make sure there's no possible way. Like the lady who went to the wrong apartment, the man opened his door, and she shot and killed him. She got 10 right. years for that. Right. Now, I opened my door, and you just shoot me and kill me, and I'm in my house? And your excuse is you thought it was your house? It's insane. Like, you didn't realize when your key didn't work that it wasn't your house? <laughs> like, you didn't look and check to, to see what floor you was on to see? Like, those excuses mean little to me. It, it was a mistake that you killed somebody. Yeah, that was a very that was a very that was a very odd story. We actually talked about that here when it happened at the time on Dirty Basement Radio. That was a very odd story. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And then you got a sister that's a black judge, giving her a Bible, praying for her. For some reason, our that person's family members hugged her. I don't get this. <laughs> They're on TV the day after the, the people were murdered saying, I forgive them. Like, why? Dylan Ruth didn't, didn't deserve to be forgiven. He didn't make a mistake. It wasn't an accident. It's, it's, just, it's, 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 it's just it's weird. It's just a strange time. Absolutely. Well, I want to see if I can get one of my other folks uh, back connected and into this conversation. Let me see if I can get him on the line. KV, are you still with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. Sir. You want to speak How to our guest? Conversation. One of probably one of the best ones you've done so far, man. I man, I really did this, and I appreciate this gentleman actually being on air. Um, I live in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Okay. I'm from Portland, Oregon, man, where our black population is less than 4.6%. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have no NAACP office actually uh, working. We don't. For real. The laws um, in Oregon, since Oregon is the first, understand me, uh, is the first state to have a no blacks allowed state. So we got some laws out here, man, that are not in our favor. Um, our population, as far as voting, is not in our favor. Okay. Um, and if you ever do get a chance to get to an NAACP meeting and meet with someone, a representative from Oregon, I would love for you to speak to them about it, man. Because we, there's no urban league. Okay. So. What my my question is to you, okay, because you come from a rural area, I'm pretty sure with less black population, like seventeen percent, I think that's what you were saying, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I could be wrong. But 
ours is four point six, man, and half of that is three point is 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 locked up. We got out here that put it like this: it is documented that four out of ten every that that four out of ten white Americans here in Oregon have white nationalists and supremacists. How do you think we should combat that? Well, for one, everybody in your community has got your 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 numbers are so small. And here's what here's what I said, even like a place like Stewartville, like that four point six percent. Now you, if you check your voter turnout, I'm a guess if it's national average presidential year of the eligible voters, it may be seventy percent, sixty five percent, you know, in that range. The way that you can make a difference voting-wise is everybody there needs to vote. And what I always say, you may not be able to get person in, but we can definitely get the best white person for the job. Because if you look at a lot of these elections, 4.6% all going to one candidate can make the difference in who wins and who loses. So that's one thing you could definitely do right away. Now, I don't know. When I go to this national board meeting, uh, we got our national, our big national board meeting is in February every year in New York City. That's the next one, and we, you know we have four national board meetings a year, uh, and they change in location. But the one in February is always in New York City. So I'll see who's from Portland, who represents that area, who's their state president, what region, who's it, who's the regional director for Portland, and I'll find out what's going on and see what they do. But well, that was that would be my first day because you can make a, a an impact on your election if everybody votes and we vote together. Well, because what we see out here, okay, and I appreciate that, man. Okay, this is what we see out here. Okay, um, it's a systematic policy tool. Does that make sense to you? I, I, you were breaking up. You said it's systematic what? It's a systematic policy tool. They in what regard? Like, what, what do you mean? Well, if you could go to, like, if you ever get a chance to Google the Oregon Statute of, of Oregon Constitution, okay, there, Article 1, Section 35, Oregon has a law that says that they have the right to refuse citizenship to any specific person or people. I'm serious. This has been, this was put in uh, in uh, 25. It was voted in in 1925, okay? This is documented and actually put into policy um, into effect in 1926, okay? Um, I just want to ask you. Let me give you some, some things that I would do. I don't know if he is, but Phil Knight lives in Oregon, doesn't he? Man, Phil Knight just tried to rig the dang. Phil Knight just lost. Phil Knight is mud here in Oregon right now. Let me say this. Hit his pocket. Like, he he does things that are detriment. Like, he came out after Kyrie Irving. Lost the election. He tried to buy the election here is what I'm saying to you, man. Okay, out here, man. 
out here is different in policy. Oregon still has let me no blacks you, alive. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. The other day, well, they had a, a thing for people going into the Pirates Hall of Fame. And there was a, a activist as they was doing their ceremony, an activist with a megaphone start screaming about the racial things that the Pittsburgh Pirates let go on. They begged him to be quiet and guaranteed him a meeting with the owner because I don't need my money messed up. Like what people like Phil Knight need to do is feel the pain of losing some of his money. Like I, I didn't know his activism out there as far as politics, but I just saw what he did to Kyrie when he said that, you know, we're going to suspend Kyrie and we may – cut ties with Kyrie. Well, the biggest people who ever made money for Phil Knight is Michael Jordan and LeBron James. They look like us. Tiger and Woods. I'm not suggesting that those people lose their money and cut their deal and cut their time. But what we can do is suggest the next LeBron James, the, Mike, the next Michael Jordan, not do business with Nike because this is how Nike thinks about us. So do business with somebody else or maybe not do business with people who don't want to do business with us in a proper way, or after doing business with us, you can turn around and attack things that are near and dear to us, but you've never done it with anybody who doesn't look like us. So you make the big money people get involved, and you make him get involved because, listen, he sells more tennis shoes than anybody in the world. He sells more shoes than anybody in the world. Maybe we should stop buying his shoes. And by enough, by percentage, we buy more shoes than anybody in the world. Make him feel that. Make him feel that. I understand. Because pair of shoes next time. Because I I money because you can't make a billionaire do anything, but you can make him pause. You can make him say, well, do I want to be involved in this politics, or do I want to make another billion dollars? Or do I want to quite possibly lose a couple billion dollars? So where's he at? What? Well, you know, I think that's kind of true on 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 both sides of the equation sometimes, though, because in the case of, you know, in the case of Kyrie, on the case of, you know, Kanye, you know, they had business dealings. You know what I mean? They had business dealings with these folks, and they decided to make certain kind of statements and to enter certain kind of arenas, and it cost them economically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, some people got met. You know, some people may not like it, but that's just the reality of business. And yeah. if you're well, going to well, be in partnership, I mean, because it works well, both ways. I'm saying just what you're saying. I'm saying just what you're saying. See, they're making decisions, and we can make it affect their business. Like, Phil Knight got a whole lot more money than LeBron, Michael, Kyrie, can buy. Start affecting his business. See, he looks at his business being untouchable. He can do and say whatever he wants. Ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. Affect his business well, I, and see how he feels. Well, see, I think that's because see, what we saw with with Kyrie and what we saw with uh, Kanye is that we saw a circling of the wagons. We saw these, these various companies, these various uh, owners of these companies, you know, decide, you know, as a group that they were going to band together and they were going to shut these guys down economically. And even if it cost them money, you know, like it did with mm-hmm. Adidas and, and, and some others. Even if it cost them millions and millions of dollars, you know, on principle, they were going to decide that they were going to do this. Now, 
theoretically, we should be able to do the same thing. All right, but the yeah. organization, but, but the organizational structure, you know, even at this late date in the 21st century, is really still not there. Um, you're right. You know, that's the only way to make them feel any kind of pain is through, uh, you know, is through economics. You know, we have Thanksgiving coming up in just a few days. You know, uh, they normally have these Black Friday sales, right? You know what I mean? That's another money drain on our community that they that they use, you know, these holidays. And, you know, folks will run out and they'll go spend this money. And if there's, you and know. And a lot of people don't even know the origin of Black Friday. It shouldn't even be allowed to be called Black Friday. I'm sorry? You know, the origin, the origin of Black Friday was they would have a slave sale at discount because it's the last harvest before frost. So they would have a sale on slaves. It would be Black Friday. You get slaves on a discount. You get your last harvest in. And now you have those same slaves. And it, now you got those same slaves that's running to the and spending their money. <laughs> you know, so exactly. it, it's really it's really kind of, it's really kind of crazy because you know people may not know that. You know, they may not even know that, but they just see that there's a sale, not realizing the connection and the actual disrespect, you know what I'm saying? You know, the murder that took place and the, everything that went place, it, it took place in, in, in association with all of that, you know, but nonetheless, they're going to go and they're going to spend their money and they're going to think that they're actually getting, you know, more than they're actually getting. But it goes to the lack of cohesiveness. That's what I'm talking about, that yeah. we can't even not do something for one day. You know, if we can get that part together, then, you know, these companies, you know, wouldn't, decide that they could, you know, do the things they do, say the things they say, and engage in the disrespect, you know, to us that they do. Yeah, but if you if you realize, brother, though, if you realize, like the Montgomery bus boycott, it takes more than a day because if you don't give me your money on, on Friday, if you're going to give it to me Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, I'm still cool. You understand know what I'm saying? It's like I'm still going to get your money. The Montgomery bus boycott was effective. Because they, the system, like, we need them to ride. They started making it, they made it illegal for you to catch a ride with a friend in the car. No, you got to use the bus. Not only do you have to use it, you have to sit in the back. So, like you said, we do need to do that, but it has to be longer than that because they ain't going to feel if we just don't do it one day. It's like saying a gas boycott, well, we don't get gas today. Well, if you drive your car, you're going to just get twice as much tomorrow. You know, like. If you still if you're still driving the same distance, if you're not scaling back on what you're actually doing, it's going to just all come out and wash because they'll get that money eventually anyway. But that's yeah, why yeah. again we need our own stores, we need our own we need our own things, we need our own brands, and we need our our unity because we spend more than anybody <laughs> by percentage. We love to spend money as a people. Yeah, that's a fact. So, that's a fact. Well, brother. We've had a fantastic talk with you, man. I definitely appreciate all the time that you have given us. Um, before I let you go, uh, you know, uh, give us a little, you know, a little peek, you know, what some of your, you know, uh, uh, upcoming plans, you know, for your district. Well, the, the first thing, the funny, it's a funny story. I don't know if I told you the Juneteenth story. The mayor says, the mayor has a budget. And he says, hey, I want, I want to go up from twenty-three to $25,000 for the 4th of July. I raised my hand. Other sister raised her hand. I said, what about Juneteenth? She said, that's what I was going to say. He said, oh, yeah, we'll throw in 2000 for Juneteenth. I said, man, I ain't going to work. Every penny you spend on the 4th of July will be spent on Juneteenth. 
So I came in, I gave him the, the uh, what does the slave think of the 4th of July? It was a, a poem or well, a letter written by Frederick Douglass on July 5th, 1852. You know, like the 4th of July is your independence day, not ours. So we need to spend as much of the city money on our thing as you do on your thing. But other than that, we, we're going to get that thing going. We're getting money. I'm getting money allocated to our city. We're putting in diversity plans for hire. I told my city manager the other day, listen, uh, I keep people calling me, asking me about jobs that are opening up in the city. How come this didn't come across my desk? How do we get job open? I said, every job open that comes in the city, it needs to come across my desk. Every incident, every complaint about a police officer needs to come across my desk. Every, every, I, I need to know everything that happens in my city. And, but before, we never had anybody who was willing to do that or even thought like that to say, okay, I need to know what's going on at all times. So those are, the, those are the kind of changes that I'm going to make in the city. And uh, also, I'm going down to Georgia to do some campaigns for uh, Warnock here. I'm going to go down on the 17th, and I'm going to stay about five days. Go do some campaign, do some fundraising, knock on some doors, make some phone calls, okay. and uh, see if I can make an All impact right, well, we'll on that election. Keeping, we'll definitely be keeping and our, I'm gonna check our on, eye on I'll, you. And, uh, I'll send you some you information. Know, uh, I'll figure out how to contact you. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research on that Portland NAACP situation, see what's going on out there, and uh, I'll get back with you guys some kind of way. So I can give that brother some information about the Portland NAACP and what's going on out there. Okay, okay. Now before I let you go, I got one more. I got one more person who wants to jump in and join the conversation. Before I do let you go, let me get them connected real okay. quick. All right, Jazzo, what's going on? What's up, big homie? Yeah, <laughs> how everybody doing? All right, good, good. I'm good, brother. Yo, man. Um. Everything you was talking about, I got on there real late, but brother, like, mad, mad love to you, mad love. Like, I, I do, I do that. I'm in Philly, and I'm like, we have block captains here, and I'm a community activist here. Everything you said you're doing, man, I wish you nothing but supernatural miracles, blessings, and favor come upon you, your family, and anybody working with you, because that's Thank what you. we really need. That's what we really need. We need brothers like you. And it's crazy because I kind of do the same th- the same things, but you're on a big, way bigger le- level than myself. Keep up the good work from another man to another man, something we don't do a lot. I'm proud of you, bro. And if it wasn't for brothers like you, it wouldn't be no me. So, like, my hat is off to you. Keep up the good work. Don't let nobody detain you from doing nothing. And I'm definitely praying for y'all, praying for you while you was talking, bro. God got your back. Don't worry about nothing. Thank you. Thank you. you. Know I mean? And, and let me say this to you, bro. You killed it. If I get down and when I get tired, it's comments and things like what you just said that keep me going more than anything else. Because that's honestly what keeps me going. Because I get tired and I get weary. I only live about 39 minutes from Pittsburgh. I'm right on Ohio on the border. So I went up and did some work with Fetterman to make sure he got in there. And also... I got a friend of mine, a brother, when we went on that journey for justice, it was from Philly named Jamal Johnson. And uh, he does a SKU, Stop the Violence for All the Murders in Philadelphia, and we're really good friends. 
And, uh, okay, I, so yeah, Jamal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's crazy here on, on that on that side of things. That, definitely. Um, you probably that, that's Dr. Like, Umar's dad. Dr. Umar's father. Umar's father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. Um, yeah, you hit me up on Facebook, Jazzo Williams, or my Instagram, Jazzo uh, underscore Media King, and let's 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 connect because maybe we could we could do we could do something because I definitely want to do something here because is is this crazy is this so crazy that these young guys they they killing themselves and they they don't put nothing for nothing some of yeah. them don't even remember why what they why they did it because they under the yeah. they under the influence they, everybody keep on talking about yeah, yeah they getting high no you you're not getting high. You're under the influence. Anytime you do any yeah. kind of drug, you're under the influence. You ain't going higher. Higher means you leveling up. You're going to a bigger circumference than you are now. So there you I, go. I'm, I'm yeah, but me and Jamal, like, like, me and Jamal talking about that's my man. Like he actually, when a, a young brother named uh, Rose got killed up in Pittsburgh, he came and stayed with me for a few days. But we met back in 2015, and we've been really good friends ever since then. In fact, he just sent me something about a week ago that he's one of the ninety. He was ranked number ninety-seven most influential people in Philly, and uh, we talked about that a little bit. But yeah, that's a real good friend of mine. Yeah, that's what's up. That's that, that's what's yeah. up. I was I was quiet, bro. When he introduced me, when he told me get it online, but I'm just listening to you. I'm like, wow, yo, that's that's hot. You like. Like you don't hear that, you you just don't hear. It. I'm over here kind of messed up. Like you was like that should have came on my that should have been on my desk. Like people don't even want they don't they don't inquire those kind of things. They get in these offices like you you demanding things, and that's how certain changes is going to happen. You know what I mean? Well, if, like you go, you if you, Google, Google, if you look the, me up the, and go to WTOP nine in Steubenville, they I told them I said you people here are seven councilmen. I'm the star. They interview me on the news every week. Like. <laughs> They don't even talk to y'all. Like, so if you do WTOV9, I probably got about 30 interviews on there since I've been on council in the last year. So you check it out. You can use some of You like the political gangster. <laughs> like, I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all going to do this. We're going to get this thing out. We're going to help our community. I'm, I'm loving that. You sound like a, look, 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 like you DMX. I told y'all. You're going to put it on my desk. <laughs> Yeah. That's what's up, bro. This yeah. is like, yo, you have a DMX. DMX. You need me for whatever. Like, like, we got I'm three and one. You think you crazy? crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, I, I used to tell the young guys that I mentored to. I was like, you ever watch Criminal Minds? They be like, yeah, what they got to do with anything? I'm like, I'm like three of them unsubs they be chasing. <laughs> you better leave me. I'm trying to help you out. I ain't nothing about solve. It's about humbleness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And something you said, and something else you said that a lot of a lot of the young people don't know. As far as our ancestors, they, they talking about this ain't our. This is our country because we built this country. Yeah, we built this country. You know what I mean? That you say the house nigga, yeah, the house nigga. He, they they clean, they cook, they taught the kids how to how, how to read, write, in arithmetic. They built the houses that they're in. The, they cook the food. Yeah. Our and they breastfed the baby. <laughs> you, you exactly. know, they didn't want us to drink off a water fountain that you don't even put your mouth on, but they got their own babies putting their mouth on the breast of a black woman, getting their milk. Exactly. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> exactly. 
No, look, I, you know how I know? Because my, my grandma took, my grandma was born in 1902. My grandfather was born in 1897. And I went through that. As he got older, she used to tell us, uh-uh, you better get out of it. He tells her to get out the refrigerator. That's he going to get you. And, like, because she, she took care of the kids and stuff like that. But, like, it kind of, it, it was funny, but it hurt it. Because it was funny because you like, you like, what the hell, Grandma, I'm talking about. But when you thought about it, like, yo, she done took care of all these, all these different children and, and whole family. And now she's having the relapse of the things that she went through. And so yeah. I started to stop laughing and started listening and paying attention, like, Yo, we, we like we we are. Pop- That's one I I got this I got this thing and I'm not to be real long either, brothers. It's called the the, the uh, five I am. I am powerful beyond measure. I am a child of the architect. I am wealthy. I'm a genius. I'm a king. And I and I tell my young boys it's like when you words have power. So when you feel down and depressed, it's like I'm powerful beyond measure. I'm powerful beyond measure. Take positive things, and you can encourage yourself, and and and, and that positivity will gra- gravitate to you on a whole nother level. Then you want to pick up a gun and, or hurt or hurt or hurt another another being for nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like almost I'm, you might as well wear a white sheet, white sheet, and and yeah. go to the men because you're doing yeah. it. You're, you're doing it. They don't have to. They don't. They don't have to do nothing no more. We already yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, very you know true. Very true. Lynch is working. Yeah, Jazz, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we bro, definitely appreciate your. Work. I'm loving it. Yeah, we appreciate your input, Jazz. All right, definitely good to hear from you. All right, hold on, hold on tight, hold on tight. All right, Royal Mail, Ohio City Councilman, sir, it's definitely been a pleasure. I had a real good conversation, real good time talking to you. I right, definitely don't be a stranger to our show. Don't be a stranger. Uh, over here on Dirty Basement Radio, definitely, you know, checking with us every once in a while. Let For us sure. Know what's good. If you ever got an issue, you can send me a link anytime, and I'll get on, right on whenever you need me to. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, you take care. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Keep doing your thing. All right. Thank all right. you. All right. Peace. All right. All right. Dirty Basement Radio, we'll be right back in a minute. Yeah. A woman's highest calling is to lead a man to a soul. So as to unite him with source, her lowest calling is to seduce. Don't get caught slipping, sister. She was a beauty queen with finest queens, always wore designer jeans. Only mess with ballers, not men in the minor leagues. Mesmerized men with a swagger and a smile. She'd break her right in and then she pass them to the pile. Sexual attraction, intellectual attraction. She'll leave your brain dead before you get to know her action. Her curse was majestic with a mocha complexion. Her words was poetic, she was close to perfection. She'd take it for your papers if you leave your guard down. Love is a movie and she's playing a part now. Everywhere she goes, she'd leave a trail of destruction. And if she was a queen, she wouldn't sell your seduction before you commit fellas better test the roots change your ways sisters before you're destitute you were born with a purpose deeper than your surface don't get caught slipping cause it ain't never worth it baby girl girl baby girl girl got all the right Across the globe, women, make sure you're respected. Baby, 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 baby girl, baby girl, baby girl, got all the right. Women, 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 women
sure you're respected. When you're young and malleable, this when the drama begins. We're talking, never put a woman over money, your friends. The weakest of men, teaching brothers how to be preaching the fallacy that my sisters is calling. That's man's lowest calling, pathology, matriculation. Opposing your will on sisters with manipulation. The oldest profession, my boldest confession, is the world's a matriarchy. Put the queens in position. Kings protect the queen's strong arm. That she may walk a pathway upon this earth unharmed. That's the highest calling in this battlefield. The black woman is God, that's what's real. Through her womb, life begins, through her heart it returns. Her safety and well-being is my greatest concern. Destroying and building mental conceptions of men and women that's falling short of your higher self. It's my notion, it's flipping. <laughs> baby girl, girl, baby girl, girl, got all the right preparation. For my ladies all across the globe. Women, 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 make sure you're respected. Baby, baby girl, baby girl, got all the right preparation. For my ladies all across the globe. Women, Sure I know when the truth revealed, it's harder to accept that our children learn from us and follow in our steps. They see right through, you're not accepting your disguise. But when they grow up, they use deception on lies. Because it's in your hand to put them on the right course. That's why as a woman, you were meant to be the source. Whatever that you teach them will be your legacy. Keep your head up and be the best that you can be. We owe it to our sons to properly shine. So that we're not time sense, they'll rise with the fine state of mind. Voice the men from a prince to a king, not at yourself. Moses for Godhood, supreme being. Teach them respect for queens, protect the queens, cause she's the best of things. Sweetest nectarines, the man is the mind, the woman is the thought it contains. They bring forth the idea the Trinity is ordained. Yeah, Dirty Basement Radio, don't get caught slipping. All right, big shout-out to our guests who just left the building. All right, big shout-out to Royal Mail. Had a real, real good conversation with that gentleman. All right, a hard councilman from Ohio, from the uh, Steubenville area of Ohio. All right, if you missed any part of that interview, definitely go back. Uh, touched on a number of things, number of things. All right, definitely good to hear, all right, uh, from that gentleman. And uh, also good to hear from my brother, Jazz O. It's definitely been a while. Jazz O. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? I'm living. I'm living. I'm living. So that's a that's definitely a blessing. I'm here. So I'm good. I'm getting. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Just had to had to, to fall back and um analyze a couple of things. Get get rid of get rid of things that didn't serve me. You know what I'm saying? Before before I come back to um my brother. And uh, we get we get we get dirty basement and tear the world up. <laughs> yeah, you know how we do it. You know how we do it. Uh, it was definitely definitely good to hear from you. All right, definitely definitely good, man. We're gonna chop it up. All right, man. KV is still in the building, man. We definitely appreciate your input on the last call, brother. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me and just you know, just you know how it is, man. It's- Basement, man, with these basement fear, man. You don't know what you're going to get, man. That's why you need to tune in. You know what it is. I be trying to tell folks, man. You know what I'm saying? We be all over the board. All right, Dirty Basement Radio, not just hip-hop. Uh, we bring you the best guests, the best interviews, the best topics, the best talk. All right, you know what I'm saying? That's how we get it in. Talk about all the different kind of issues that affect the community, all right, that affect the folks. And, um, you know, put it on the table. You know, put it on the table, give people an opportunity to express themselves and, um, 
you know, get the information out there. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate you even be able to have this vessel, man, so I could even talk to him about what I spoke to him about. It was like, I mean, I got to listening to him. It was like, you know, I come from a rural area, 17% black, and I was like, wow, sound like over here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I asked him about what's Ohio's legal marijuana laws or, or what's that like on the ballot, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> well, you know, hey. You know, that probably be for another time, but I don't know, man. But, you know, it would be interesting to know. But, man, I'm so glad that she's able to do that, man, and you continue in that particular direction, man. Um, I really think that type of campaigning in the future is going to be good for us as a people, you know, for our candidates, like the gentleman was saying, for the people that you want to, you know, sound like you um, have your views. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, because for a long time, man, brothers don't vote. You know, the vote ain't never – it's a lot of people that think that the black vote don't matter. It ain't never did nothing for it. And I'm glad that you can have that particular interview, you know, um, to kind of like clear the air, you know, about the reasons why and getting the detailed, in the detailed information. So I commend you for that, DJ Sincere. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, Dirty Basement Radio. All right, we got a bit more left in the show. I think I might run out of here a little bit, a little bit early. All right, but we got, I got a couple more joints that I do want to play. I do want to get to. I right, big shout out to my brother, Rock Sun, for making that connection uh, uh, with the uh, gentleman uh, from Ohio, from uh, the city council, Royal Mayo. I definitely appreciate that plug. You know what I mean? Uh if you do want to get at me before I do run out the door, telephone lines are still open, 563-999-3050. Uh, make sure you check us out every Saturday and every Monday night I, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rhythm Rave Radio. Uh, you can log in uh, to RhythmRaveRadio.com, or you can check them out on the TuneIn app. All right, if you've got TuneIn, uh, you can download the TuneIn app and, on your phone and, you know, take it with you wherever you go. And I'll make sure you check out uh, the uh, Dirty Basement Show on Rhythm Rave Radio, 8 p.m. on Monday and Friday. So, excuse me, on Monday and Saturday, all right, at 8 p.m. Let me get that right. Let me get that right. All right. But they are online 24 hours a day, so definitely check out their programming right across the board. All right, big shout out to the good people over there. All right, let's get into a little bit of music for my man, KV. All right, he in the building holding it down. Big shout out to Mr. Raw also. All right, I guess I have to catch up with him. Uh, behind the scenes. Dirty Basement Radio. We'll be right back. If you spit the type of shit I spit to a bitch, I bet you can get a bit of chips. But you gotta understand one thing, man, and that's this. That everything is done up on the approach and blessed with the gift. And just the shit, man, let you hit it once or twice. Hey, boy, that don't necessarily mean that both y'all gon' click. And once you can't come to grips to understand this shit, it's really gon' be nothing when it comes to knocking a real bitch. Now, see, I spit player shit, him talking all that. And if a bitch ever get up in my face and 
listen to what I gotta say? She gon' put her horn in my pitman and it's gonna be all scratch. Now I'm talking about home, got that shoes and jet skis. I'm talking about like working, hustling, putting these beats and stacking my teeth like uh putting up the G's. Cause see it's mandatory manipulation coming from the mind that I move a bitch every time. And you bitches wouldn't be so broke if you turned your thoughts off being so anti-PI. Just keep your mouth closed a little bit more, keep your ears eyes open up wide, you know? Yeah, that's the pit, man. Keep this shit P.I. around the city, man. Yeah. Check this out. Now I'm from the city where self-turnouts get burnt out. And all you self-made renegades don't get paid. You know y'all really get worked out. And the town's full of faggot-ass bitches and squares. I mean, you want to be real-ass niggas and all you fake-ass players. And fuck all you fine-ass bitches that tell lie after lie after lie. And you wonder why I keep it P.I., P.I., P.I. Cause see, I'm on a move of this mission. This in heavy transition. Cause see, now I'm through dealing with women that want to be all anti-pippin'. Now somebody call a pit police and have little mama records for an attempted killing. Cause baby's the main suspect in the case of the premeditated murder plot plan and a million dollars ism can see baby try to cut my heart out and feed it to the wolves but before i could ever let that happen i have to hop into old school and mash out on the duels now see mom and daddy didn't raise no fools they brought me up in the game and gave me the tools showed me what to look for and where to find all the clues yeah man i'm a pi about this shit real living legend around here man the city of roses motherfucker real pi legend around here man young kb the million dollar believe that man Why is it that you think that I'm crazy? Bipolar and manic. 
that I met through or the entertainment and things of that nature. So we're gonna have we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. I'm 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 working I'm working on some some nice things for us. You know what I mean? Some 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 merch and anything. So um, I, that's why I got on too. I was like, I got surprised, bro, man. I, let let them know I'm all right. Now that's what's up. That's what's up. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, KB, you got anything you want to say before we get on out the door? Hey, man, I just want to say, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. Right on, sincere. Right on, Jazz. It's pretty nice meeting you, man. Uh, this one was dope, um, as all of them are. But they just keep getting better and better, man. You know, I'm going to keep co-hosting and smoking and West Coasting, man, on this side over here, man, and supporting what's going on and supporting the real. You dig? Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. All right, before we get on out the door, man, big shout out to my dude, Pre. All right, he was in the building uh, yesterday with the Listening Room DC, uh, him and JP. All right, he's still uh, recuperating. He was actually broadcasting live from live from the hospital room, man. He was uh, in, he's uh, uh, recuperating from a little little bit of surgery. So I definitely keep him uh, in your thoughts. Uh, we expect him to be on the air this coming Monday, nonetheless. Uh, he's been holding it down, though. <laughs> All right, so make sure you're tuning in on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the List of Room Philly. I expect him and JP3 to be in the building. And I'll be back in the building uh, next Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Got a few more things in the back, a few more special guests. All right, stay tuned. You know, we're coming up uh, toward the end of our season. All right, in another couple of weeks, we'll be uh, shutting it down for a few and going on hiatus. So you know how we do. You know how we do. We definitely got definitely to gotta shut it shut it down and close out the year strong. All right, so watch the social media. Definitely stay tuned for more information as far as what we're going to be doing moving forward towards the end of the year. And uh, as I get on out the door, make sure y'all holler at me next week, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, y'all take care and be safe. Peace. Sending your alert out to your committee. Same old nigga living in a new me, city. Baby. Grinding for the shine, ain't taking no pity. With nothing on the line but mine, like a bitty. I get grind me and gritty. Pay attention, take notice. If around me know my mind, then I'm really not focused. I swarm on the track, my impact is like locusts. For the stack, I'm devoted. It's a fact, you can quote it. Mr. Rose, locomotive. Spend the full speed ahead. It's the thoroughbred. Keeping it on lock like a full head of dread. Put me on the spot, you understand what I said. And if you're putting up your block, that I gotta take your breath and make you an example with just a sample. Show you that I rock with them too hot to handle. I'll make you feel shot like you're hanging over my mantle. Cause in the game of fun, you can't even hold a candle. Get ready now, you know what's going down. When I come around and you hear the sound, it's Mr. Roar and I'm coming through. Won't you see me holler at me like you? Get ready now, you know what's going down. When I come around and you hear the sound, it's Mr. Roar and I'm coming through. Won't you see me holler at me like you? It doesn't matter when you place me in the lineup. Watch out for the wind-up, cause I'ma knock it out of the park. Just don't wanna to be in the league or the team where I'm at, cause I'm swinging.
swinging the mic with the cords like a bat whip. Or more like a whip. So these niggas get Watch around the five trash ass niggas. I throw a fit. Don't give a shit about the YouTube. Is that you get? All I wanna know is this UMC. Yo, can you spit? If I put you in the booth on the track, is it a hit? On stage in front of a crowd. Yo, can you rip? Riddle me this. I know you all can admit that the rap game is the crack game. Go legit. Prepare for the game. Make sure you're fully equipped. Treat it just like a chain. No weak links. You won't slip. Picture your bars being bricks. Ready to flip. Can always watch your back before you start running your lip. Get ready now. You know what's going down. When I come around and you hear the sound, it's Mr. Raw and I'm coming through. Won't you see me holler at me like you? Get ready now. You know what's going down. When I come around and you hear the sound, it's Mr. Raw and I'm coming through. Won't you see me holler at me like you? Nowadays, Ron Pace still get caught in the whirlwind. Everybody's spitting from your mom to your yeah, girlfriend. Not rep for certain. After me, close the curtain. Cause I'll put the stress in your chest. Just like a burden that you can't relieve. And uh, best believe with some practice, you change the status. You will achieve. You pull up your sleeve. Little nigga, adjust your weave. You could barely run the track. I hear you wheezing as you breathe. I do it with ease. Leave you down on bended knees. With just a tease, I get at you without a sneeze. Cause real MCs are deadlier than killer bees. So why you trying to catch them Z's? I'm focusing on making Jeez, I got a disease, it's called ill expertise You can't catch it, you can stay being ratchet You can't match it, and guarantee you can't snatch it I'm out ace, in the PE, you can't attach Get ready now, you know what's going down When I come around, and you hear the sound It's Mr. Raw, and I'm coming through Won't you see me holler at me like you? Get ready now, you know what's going down When I come around, and you hear the sound and I'm coming through Won't you see me holler at me like you? Let's go Get ready now You know what's going down When I come around And you hear the sound It's Mr. Raw And I'm coming through Won't you see me holler at me like you? Get ready now You know what's going down When I come around And you hear the sound It's Mr. Raw And I'm coming through Won't you see me holler at me like you? Union 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 Union